0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Welcome to another episode of Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Today, we have a very special guest, uh, someone that I met not too long ago, pretty recently. But have gotten to know, uh, hopefully be one of my very best friends soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tristan Bowen, what's professional up? soccer player. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. You are currently a free agent soccer player, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, before what kind we get of, into... Sort
0: of. What's that? Depends on how you look at it. Okay, good. I like that. Of. I like the mm-hmm. way uh,
1: you think. Before we get into your current circumstances, let's kind of go into your past, right? Um I think fans of American soccer may be familiar with you, right? Because you got certain accolades and certain uh, yeah. accomplishments yeah. and first of things. But uh, mm-hmm. let's start from the beginning. So, you grew up uh, locally around LA, right? Yeah, born okay. and
0: raised, um, born and raised in LA. My family mm-hmm. is uh, Jamaican, uh, so my brother and I are first generation Americans. We okay. grew up in Koreatown. And although everybody, when they go on the internet or Google me or something, it says Van Nuys for okay, some reason. Yeah,
1: but you did not grow up in Van Nuys. No, okay. no. I think what, what's, what <laughs> I gets what I did that bad boy, man. You did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I,
0: is it on Wikipedia? I think, yeah, I think it. it is on Wikipedia like that. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they get it confused because I, I spent the majority of my, I guess you can say mm-hmm. soccer childhood okay. in the valley. And that's where I was primarily training. But
1: okay. no, born there, and raised. There, in, there weren't too many like uh, competitive youth soccer things happening in K-Town back um, in the day? I have no clue, okay. to be
0: honest with you. Um, but it was more so my uncle who trained me was in mm-hmm. Van Nuys, and yep. whenever we, you know, entered into you know any sort of tryout or something okay. like that, like it was, you know, the address was the Van Nuys address. Got it. You know, so I think people just got confused. But, you know, born and raised in L.A., grew mm-hmm. up in Koreatown, okay. and as I've grown a little bit older, I started moving further west. not Based in uh, West Hollywood.
1: Okay, got it. And, uh, it, okay, so let's verify some of the accuracy on your Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And it says you were homeschooled. Is that true then? Well, you know, homeschool, everyone, you say homeschool, uh-huh. everyone understands what that
0: is. It means you're not right. going to traditional school. When you Correct. say what it truly is, it's independent studies. Okay. So it wasn't like my mom teaching me about the suns and the flowers and the bees okay. and stuff like that. she was that. not. Okay. So, yeah, no, I, I no. imagine like
1: you had some kind of hippie upbringing. No. And all you were no, doing no. was balling in the, background, <laughs> in, the, in the background with your brother, you know? That, what I mean? it was the and complete then, opposite. Okay. Um,
0: it, it was independent studies. So okay. um, it was actually. The best thing for me mm-hmm. because once I left traditional right. high school, I started to grow as a person.
1: Okay, so you know? then you did attend uh, like public yeah, school or yeah. whatever education, all and the then, way like, up to okay. ninth grade.
0: Okay. Yeah, and at that time right. was when I think it was like 14, 15, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided I wanted to become a professional player.
1: So that's, that was the reason behind it. Right. Okay. So
0: that was the only way I was able to travel and, and still keep my mom happy with keeping up with my schoolwork and stuff. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then let's kind of jump ahead a little bit. You uh, were part of the LA Galaxy, kind of the youth academy. Yeah, kinda sorta. Okay, kinda sorta. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Tell us how that is. Because I know you were like the first homegrown player though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it
0: was it was interesting because at the time that I came around, I'm not sure if well, I'll tell this I'll tell the entire story. Okay. Um I was in Brazil and I was on trial with Corinthians FC. Mm-hmm. I made the team. I was supposed to go back to play for their U seventeen team. Okay. And um, on the way back home, we were trying to figure out how to make this possible. So I came back, was doing the whole homeschooling thing, trying to figure out how I can actually do schooling while I'm there. Um, and at the time, the Galaxy had an open tryout. Okay. And it was like right around the time that David Beckham came. Mm-hmm. So there was literally like a thousand players that came okay. in from all over the world. Okay, so you're
1: talking about the open trial that LA Galaxy had, yeah, right? And it was coinciding with David Beckham's arrival. Exactly. Okay, I went to that one. And I attended it myself. Yeah. No way. I got cut. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it to the next round. So apparently you really went you did. There. I swear I did. That is crazy. I was in the middle of my career. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this. Like, Yeah, why not? Yeah. And I was not you know, much better shape then. I wasn't in professional mm-hmm. level shape, I quickly realized, during the tryout. Because there's a difference between being in good shape yeah. and being in professional soccer level shape, yeah. you know? Yeah, it and is And they different. did the 7v7 during the tryouts, right? Yep. They did and the that one is like quickly exposes like your conditioning right away. You know, yeah. There's no
0: rest. Yeah, but it's good. I, I mm-hmm. think the way they did it, it, yeah. it kind of you know some players are ballers in the small the small sided games, yeah, yeah. and then you get them to the big field, and it's mm-hmm. like they're lost, and vice right. versa. So I think they it kind of gives you a, well. a
1: mix of both, right? That 7v7 on kind of shows builds, you shows everything. Both. Yeah, it yeah. shows
0: you everything. Right. So, okay. so did then, that okay. Tryout. So then
1: you went to that tryout, and then that was kind of the how it happened for you, or not? Yeah. So I really? went to that tryout. Um, so you, you basically you beat me out. Then is what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I left you behind in my desk. Oh man. No, but. But um, went to the tryout. Okay. went well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of it, right. I actually made a fake ID. Okay. Because you were with. too young? I was one? too young. So what I was, just it? Turned... was it 18 when they were asking for it? You what? were supposed to be 18, and okay. I just turned 16 at oh, the time. That's awesome. During man. the tryout. During the time that's of the so tryout. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I got beat out by a 16-year-old man. <laughs> hey, so listen. I was, okay. this, was, this was my life.
1: Right. And not mm-hmm. only that, like it's not just me. It was like 1,500 other people too, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, to be fair, I wasn't going in there expecting to. You were not. To um, make the team that you wasn't our huh? goal wow. it was it was simply to go there to become like make sure that I'm prepared yeah, for exposure and Brazil. Kind of, Yeah,
1: the, pr- the process of it and kind of like you know like we didn't care about that really it was just not like the training it was or what? It,
0: it was the fact that I came back from Brazil the, mm-hmm. the level the drop-off mm-hmm. of the level was so drastic okay. that I had to figure out how we were gonna challenge myself Got it. you know so it was like okay let's go here they're mm-hmm. expected to be a lot of professional yeah. players just kind of see where I'm of at and kinda, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we went there and, um, you know, my uncle, per usual, put a lot of pressure on me. Mm-hmm. He basically said, if I didn't do here do well here, yeah. you might as well just kind of yeah. forget about Brazil because there's yeah. no way I'm going to compete there. So there was a yeah. lot of pressure and I was like, all right, let's do this. You know, first mm-hmm. couple games went really well. Um, you know, fast forward all the way to the end, right before the last game, yeah. I was approached by uh, a member of their staff okay. and I said, hey, no pressure, but we're thinking about picking you. Wow, you know? that's awesome. And, I got nervous, yeah, yeah. not because they were going to pick me, okay. but because I was like, I made a fake ID. I was oh, like, I yeah, don't want to get yeah, in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So we came up with this ingenious plan, let's mm-hmm. let's tell them right before kickoff so that we're still able to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I did it, played the game, scored two goals, mm-hmm. had an assist. Uh, I thought I did well. Yeah. I was happy with myself. And then sure enough, mm-hmm. in the car ride home, my brother and my uncle were, you know, laying into me. Didn't do well enough. Mm-hmm. And get a call from Alexi, mm-hmm. Alexi Lawless, who was the president at the time and uh they invited us into the offices and, and we right. came and we spoke to them and they offered me to stay you That's know awesome. so it was either go back to brazil and play youth soccer okay. or stay here and, and play with uh professional players right away so, okay so yeah.
1: clear something up for me then because mm-hmm. you were 16 at the time and you have an older brother who's a pro as well right mm-hmm. which is you know crazy we got to get into that but so he's yeah. like what two years old or three years old a uh, year and six months apart okay year yeah. and six months so it's then pretty close was he at the tryout as well no he wasn't why 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 not
0: I don't – honestly, mm-hmm. I don't remember why. Um, I can't tell you whether it was an okay. injury or yeah. something. So some kind of circumstance. That's a good question. Because yeah. Yeah, basically not, you have that.
1: one brother that's ineligible yeah. due to young age and making a fake yeah. ID. And then you got the older right. brother who is eligible and he's not trying sure out. What's going it's on? It's weird. I, I don't remember why uh, it happened
0: or, or why uh-huh. he wasn't a part of it. But okay. um, that's that's a – that's mm-hmm. a really good question. Okay. I'm going to ask him that. All right. Yeah.
1: So growing up though, you guys were like kind of like ballers, and you know you guys going at it. And I was that... terrible. Oh, you really? I was
0: terrible. Okay. Anyone that knows me, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was really bad. In fact, the only reason I played soccer was because mm-hmm. Travis did. Okay. And it was one of those situations where we're so close in age, my mom wanted us to keep wanted to keep us yeah. together yeah. at all times that I just had to do it. Right. So the younger it,
1: brother kind of being you know following exactly. along with older brother you know, and going he, to whatever. If right? he was a painter, I would have been yeah. a painter. Right.
0: You know, so it was just you just. Did it because he did it, and mm-hmm. I sucked. Mm-hmm. I was so bad. Really? It was unbelievable. They put me all over in like literally yeah. every position on the field just so that I wouldn't affect the game negatively. Wow. And they, one day, they put me at as a forward. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day distinctly. We were playing at uh, Wissett Park in the Valley, and uh, I scored a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, we were killing the team. It was like 7 0. I scored the last goal, but it was like amazing. It was mm-hmm. really hot, and I was smiling, and my lip wouldn't like go over my teeth because mm-hmm. I was smiling that much. Right, I was right. that excited. Right. And that, that experience, rush, that, that rush, yeah. I had to recreate it, Got it over and over again. So I became obsessed with it and uh, I fell in love with the game. Mm-hmm. And And from that point on, okay. uh, you know, we started playing recreational soccer. And right. then, you know, once my brother made to jump to uh, club soccer, mm-hmm. I did the same, you know, but only this time I wasn't playing in his age group. I was playing mm-hmm. in my own age group. And, you know, playing up two years in Hispanic leagues, you know, You mature a lot. You know, and and once I got back down to my age group, which was, what, you 14 Right. I
1: killed it. Just dominating at that point. You know,
0: and that was supposed to be the highest level. But I think, you know, just playing with older players just Mm -hmm. really helped my my development. And once I got to the club level, again, did well. Got called up to ODP, got called up to the national team, and everything kind of happened fast after that. Okay.
1: So then uh, let's talk about uh, joining the LA Galaxy then, right, formally. Mm -hmm. So now you're – how old were you at the time now?
0: Um, when I started 18, training yeah. with them, it was about 16.
1: Okay, so you're 16. Yeah. and then, So when you joined the, the LA Galaxy organization, mm-hmm. uh, David Beckham had now come on board at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. And the coach, was, was it Rude Gullit? No, so when I started mm-hmm.
0: training with them, mm-hmm. I think the first coach uh, that was there was Frank Yallop. Okay. And then Rude Hullett was there after, okay. and then I signed once Bruce Arena came in.
1: Okay, so then uh, your, your coach who... At the time for when you were on the team officially was Bruce Arena. Yeah, officially okay. Bruce Arena. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then uh, what's your opinion of Bruce Arena's considering all the things that's been recently happening yeah. and you know? Yeah. How I, I mean
0: to be honest with you, I, mm-hmm. I was one that was excited that Bruce came in. Not okay. that I wasn't happy with Jurgen Klinsman. Yes. I think excuse me, the the great thing about the the great thing about Jurgen is mm-hmm. the fact that uh, Everyone had a chance. You had that feeling as a player, you know. Yeah. it's like, hey, you know, at the time I was playing in the second division in Sweden. Uh-huh. And it was like, hey, you know what? If I put a couple games together and, you know, get a move to a big team yeah. in the first division here... I can get a call up, yeah. Because you know, there was guys that getting called up in uh, the Bundesliga too and stuff okay. like that.
1: And based on the fact that you have kind of a relationship with him as well, and, and he no, knows. Well, Yur-
0: well, this with this was with Jurgen. Okay. Um, didn't know him, but I just felt like he opened the doors. Yeah, Everything, the yeah. playing field was was, was level, right? Because you
1: know? there was a lot of uh, players changing, and it's not yeah. like he's has us fixed, right? Right. right. Yeah. And
0: and I think up until that point, and even once Bruce came in, mm-hmm. it was you know a group. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't. I, I liked Jurgen. Um, yeah. But once Bruce came in, I was I was happy about it because Bruce is a good coach, right? Um, he's not the coach that's like a development coach okay. per se. He's not going to sit down 1v1, and, okay. and at least that's not hasn't been my experience with him. Right. But Bruce is very good at putting players together and creating a good okay. team and a good atmosphere and a good locker room. And I knew he was going to do just that. And I expected the team to do well, right? And you did see the results initially. Um, what happened, obviously, right. was unfortunate. But, you know, it's it's – what happened, this whole US soccer thing, yeah. what's going on and yeah. everybody's pointing the finger, it's all it's on everyone. Sure. It's not just on yeah, it's not one the guy, coaches. Right. Yeah. It's not just on the players. It's on me. So it's huge well.
1: organization, right? It's
0: every it's literally mm-hmm. just US soccer in its entirety. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's so simple, right? It's not as simple. You know, yeah. everyone needs to take ownership onto it. It's it's the fans well, let me start at the top. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the coach they the job wasn't done. So mm-hmm. that's easy to say, okay, you know, if you If you qualify, everything's good, but obviously we didn't qualify, so the job wasn't completed. Um, The players didn't get the job done. The players that aren't in the national team, like myself, I'm not doing my job, which is essentially pushing hard enough on the players that are there so that they feel the pressure, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. Um, The players that are coming up through the system, maybe they're not doing their job and and working hard. The coaches, everyone needs to take a look at themselves. So it's, you know, I think it's a bit unfair that he's getting the brunt of the the blame and even the players that are there. Sure, they didn't get the job done, but there's. A lot of things that have led up to that point right. that we needed to address. I like,
1: I like that moderate way of thinking. You know, not so mm-hmm. emotional, right? Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. So then, tell us a little bit about your experience, right? Who was, uh, when you were first starting uh, on the LA Galaxy team, mm-hmm. uh, who were the pros that were there? What's so Beckham was there at the time. Everyone, right? everyone, Landon, Donovan was there at the time, right? It was David Beckham, uh-huh.
0: Landon Donovan, Edson Buttle, Chris Klein, Eddie Lewis, wow. uh, Clint Mathis. Uh, and you're Greg just a young Bergwald. and you're just a
1: young buck rookie. At what this was time, I right? doing there? Yeah, yeah
0: I was I, before I even okay. you know signed. I was just the kid. You know, was, was Kobe like, Jones there as an assistant? Kobe Jones was, was he there? there as an assistant coach. When I first playing? started training, yeah. he was there. He as was on player. the team right. as the player. Once I officially signed, he was assistant coach. Okay, so. You know, it was, it was interesting because yeah. it, there was this weird transition for me where I just mm-hmm. I came in as a kid, sure. you know, the 16 year old kid that has a lot of potential that can hold his own against these guys. Okay. It was still very raw,
1: right.
0: um, but there was no pressure. You know, it was so all there
1: was not that much pressure on you. At the time, no. Yeah.
0: You know, you just go in and it's okay. like everyone's like, Oh, this is a huge accomplishment as it is. You're right. this young and you're training. Okay. Um
1: So you were you weren't like you weren't trying to take away uh uh Landon Donovan's uh, starting spot?
0: No, I was just like, Hey, you know, Happy this is here. this is crazy. Just yeah. looking around like, wow, like I'm really here, you know? And mm-hmm. then once I did sign, everything changed. Got it. But I didn't remember that. I, I didn't realize that until yeah, yeah. later. Too young. You know, and and it was one of those things where you're signing, and then it, it turns into a job. Okay. Right? And you're expected to outperform the guy next to you. Right. So that you can play. Well,
1: and the then, team the team was, uh, like, you were there, what, 2009? I think
0: I started in 2008. And when I initially okay. got there, the team was doing terribly. Okay. You know, and that was when Bruce came in and it was going through that transitional phase. Yeah. Um, and then he started bringing, again, Bruce is really good at creating teams, mm-hmm. you know, and he started bringing the right the right, personnel the and right that, people, okay. older faces, guys that can get the job done. Okay. So, but there was a good mix. Um, And it was it was a really big learning curve for me because there was no playing time the developmental league was scrapped the year that I officially signed so there's no games there. There was no youth system in place. There was you know, players weren't loaned
1: out. Were you were you practicing with the first team though? Practicing I was on the team. Okay, so you're practicing on the team with the first team. team. Yeah, okay. You know, but it's just yeah. no games. Got so it's it's no, all no, like, no game PT for you then, right? None. Okay. None whatsoever.
0: Because, look, I, I have to beat out Landon Donovan sure. and Edson Buttle. And yeah, that was yeah. around That's the time. Tough. Edson was like on
1: fire. Yeah, was a beast, right? You
0: know, and, yeah. and Landon was Landon <laughs> and you know, what what are you gonna put me on the right wing? You have Eddie yeah. Lewis who just came back from Derby County in the primership. You're gonna put me on the right hand side, Chris Klein, who's you know, I don't know how many you're MLS vet. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was... And then you have Jovan Kraski. There, there was just so many people. Yeah, no you know? rule, and really, it was right. It was all still new to me. And right. without having that amount of, you know, proper playing time, you know, even outside of the first team, Got with it. that not there, it was like you're learning the game all Got over it. again. You know, so...
1: So then, I actually read uh, The Beckham Experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever read that book? No, I haven't. Okay. So, it's an awesome book. I, I, I highly recommend it. Okay. And uh, it was written about that whole time when you were there right and uh there's some really interesting uh anecdotal stories in there and then they and he also mentions kind of this uh you know tension throughout you know between uh beckham and landon donovan and this uh initial you know they're trying to you know it was kind of portrayed where you know it's kind of hard to put because there's so many different dynamics and the relationship's changing but he did mention this kind of over arching kind of tension between the two because mm-hmm. he's the incoming captain now beckham comes in and now he's got to give the armband and and beckham's not necessarily uh devoted to the team necessarily you know what i mean there's some mm-hmm. kind of this underlying thing that's happening did you feel any of that tension on the team when you were there not at all not at all
0: not at all okay and and who knows maybe it was going on yeah but i think that's also a testament to both of them hmm still maintaining that professionalism. I never got that sense. And maybe I was a 16-year-old kid that was just oblivious to everything. Mm -hmm. But I never got that sense, you know? Um, I think when you get to that level, there's a lot of egos at times. Uh, surprisingly enough, it's not amongst the big players. I felt like with my experience, it was with the guys you don't
1: know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but to be honest with you, I, I didn't see anything. You didn't see any of that. Huh? I didn't see any of that. And okay, were wh- there any? Were there any? Then how about this? Were there who were the guys that kind of took you under the wing? Some of the, any of the veterans that you're kind of close to. Take that, a guess. Edson Buddle. Keep going. Uh, I would. I would. Pick Chris Klein. Keep going. So they all kind of. It
0: was crazy. Again, mm-hmm. the biggest players on the team yeah. put their arm around my shoulder. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I will always, this, this this experience here changed my life forever and okay. how I look at how I want to go about being mentors to the youth. Okay. Um, when I first locked, walked into the locker room, mm-hmm. the first person that came up to me was Landon. Okay. He put his arm around my shoulder. He walked me through the entire locker room, said awesome. this is here, this is here, this is this, and this, and this. And, you know, made a connection immediately. He's like, what's your name, Tristan? Yeah, mm-hmm. my twin sister's name is Tristan. You know, and that like, made me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then my first encounter with, with David mm-hmm. was very positive. You know, mm-hmm. he looked you in the eye, said, hi, nice to meet you, what's your name, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it was like Beckham was my idol growing up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody looked up to him. So yeah. it was like, you know, the, the biggest players, they were they were wi- really welcoming. Um, I created a, a really good relationship with, obviously, Edson Buttle mm-hmm. because he's Jamaican. Uh, Donovan Ricketts, you know, Chris Klein is probably <clears> – <throat> One of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, People say as a GM he's a bit ruthless now, but I have nothing but good things to say about him. Eddie Mm -hmm. Lewis, very helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg Berhalter, same thing. Greg can rub you the wrong way at times, Mm -hmm. um, but he has the best of intentions. Really good guy. Um, Excellent professional. Very, just everyone was good, you know. It was the players that you don't really know who sometimes gave me the harder times, you
1: know. Okay, so then let's kind of fast forward a few years. Now mm-hmm. you're talking about a you know a top uh, you know MLS uh, organization, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know multiple championships. You know right. five. Right. Uh, and then now you're you're on you you played for Chivas USA, right? Yeah. How many years? Three. Three years. Three in total. years. Yeah, okay. three years. And you know a lot of there's been a lot of stories about it. obviously the the it's a defunct organization now. The club's mm-hmm. no longer around, and yeah. there's different reasons attributed to that. Right. But you know, I only know it from the outside, like everybody else, right? Yeah. How was it from the inside? You know, was it as dysfunctional as they say it was? Um, now you're a little bit older. Now, now you're not. Yeah, you know, was, so young, was, right? It was.
0: It was probably um, a little bit more okay than than what you expect. I think what made it, what heightened it, mm-hmm. uh, was the fact that you're in the MLS mm-hmm. and every other club is run in such a professional and high level, okay. right? Whereas Chivas USA. Uh, from what I remember and, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong and I'm wrong a lot of times mm-hmm. um, But there were you know weren't a lot of full-time staff there. Okay. Um, I think there was a disconnect between The club and the community.
1: Okay, um, by the way I was part of the supporting community because Chivas US USA tickets were mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. Right? So how do you feel? <laughs>
0: do you think there was a disconnect yeah. there?
1: Uh, I think there was I think it starts from the fact that the the way that the team itself the mm-hmm. name and the way it's marketed it's just already it's yeah. already divisive right? i felt
0: like that the moment i found out that there was a new team coming to la called chivas you yeah. right. could have called it a Mexico united yeah and i think it would have done much better exactly. than it did
1: today yeah because they're um, trying to attract uh, obviously the latino community that's in la but right. at the same time not everyone's a chivas but alhara fan right but
0: i think that's also um kind of a lack of awareness of how things are in the u.s mm-hmm. you know obviously yeah. Chivas is in Mexico. Chivas yeah. Guadalajara is, yeah. has a historic, um, you know, history. Yeah. But I think if you're coming to the U.S., as they've learned, you have to do things a little bit differently. Right. You know, and it's it's totally fine to call it Mexico United mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. um, you know, or Asphalt United mm-hmm. and have your players, your, your Mexican players come in yeah. and play on the team, you know, the ones you loan out. Um, but I just think the branding of it, a lot yeah. of things went wrong. Um, but nonetheless, okay. I think for me personally, yeah. it was at the time, it felt like the worst experience in the world. It well, was what really were the,
1: t- what were the biggest challenges for you as a player then?
0: Go, you know, being born and raised in LA playing okay. for the LA galaxy and then going, you know, hating Chivas, mm-hmm. like growing up, like okay. cultivating this hate for them and, yeah. and laughter, like ridicule about them. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the way I came into them less. I was the first homegrown player and I felt like I was kind of safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I. Didn't, I never expected to be traded, and then once it was, it happened. Mm-hmm. The way it happened, right. everything was—it's was like whoa. Yeah. And then you're coming into. The, a new locker room, you know, everything was different. Just on know? the other side,
1: though, right? Just on the other side, <laughs> it's like the visitors' For a while, like, well, yeah. is, for a is while, it the same locker room then? No, or no? it's it's so, like when you
0: walk in, you yeah. can either you you got two hallways, you can either go right or yeah. left.
1: So you they know? didn't share locker rooms. No, okay. no,
0: we were right next to each other. We yeah. shared gyms. We our gym our doors go like right into the gym. But it was it was just weird. You What's know? the
1: what was the biggest drop off? You know, some of the things like you went from the mentality, from out, the mentality, just everything. the winning everything, mentality, everything, professionalism, just
0: everything, the, travel, accommodations. From the top down, everything was different. Um, the accommodations and travel is—it's mm-hmm. everybody—it's—it's it's pretty basic. Okay. Um, you know, the, the only difference is sometimes you know when you get to the playoffs mm-hmm. with LA, you're chartering certain flights. Yeah. You know, um, but to be honest with you, it was just—it was just a different culture. You know, it was—it's just completely different. Um, but nonetheless, for me personally, I thought at the time when I was going through it, I'm only like. I've only just got over that entire experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it really affected me mentally. And that's not something that I've, right. I've typically spoke about. But um, I felt like betrayed. Mm-hmm. I felt like uh, left out. And traded, cold. you mean? Being traded? Yeah, yeah. Being okay. traded, I felt uh, like it happened too soon. Yeah, It's probably
1: um, akin to like a, a uh, in the workforce, maybe being like, fired or not fired, but maybe, you know, uh, laid off or something. You know what I mean? That's probably yeah. that kind of emotional I mean, trauma, right? It was, it player. was
0: tough because I was so young as yeah. well. And when I came in, I had this, you know, I was, I was so intertwined with the club and we, we, you know, achieved history together, like the first homegrown player. And at the time the year after i was traded mm-hmm. uh, that was my best year you know it was the world cup year i was playing a lot um, i was you know and that was literally my first professional experience the first time getting consistent minutes mm-hmm. and i thought it was an okay year could have been better um, but i was learning and it just it all happened quickly and i, I never really got over it until recently you know um, but with that being said once I did come to the realization that being there was a privilege mm-hmm. with Chivas USA mm-hmm. um, I started to take more pride with being with the club yeah. and um, It taught me a lot of things going from a club where you just kind of stay in your position And if you do the right things you're gonna get yours You yeah. know you're gonna score goals and stuff like that You're gonna look good to where you have to go and you have to figure out How to be the guy okay, you know and having that responsibility and trying to grow and learn that was was good for me. You know, was
1: was there any of that uh, tension in on, on the club? Because you know how there was all this uh, story and mm-hmm. uh, info and news coming out about how the ownership, team ownership, really wanted uh, Mexican players, mm-hmm. right? Was it Mexican American or Mexican born? What was the whole? I think whole they time? tried to do yeah. the
0: Mexican thing, mm-hmm. uh, just you know, purebred Mexicans, but yeah. they realized that you can't do them in the U.S. Okay. Um, they so had. Did
1: you find? Did you feel that you know that that pressure or kind of you um, know, marginalization because n- you're not Mexican? Obviously,
0: no. You, you know what? But the good yeah. thing was that I spoke Spanish, so I felt okay. like I integrated fairly well with <laughs> the other players. Okay. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing, and this is a story I tell everyone, is um, when I first got to the club, Robin Frazier and Greg Vanny were the you know the head coach and the mm-hmm. assistant coach, and um, there was a small group of Hispanic players that we had you know, to translate to on a daily basis and te- mm-hmm. tell them what's going on. Yeah. Uh, fast forward a year. And there was a small group of players that were American players that needed to be translated to about what's going on. Got it. So everything just happened so quickly. There was a lot of instability. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, added to the, you know, how everything inevitably played out there, you know? So, um, you know, I, again, I just, I'd, I think that things could have been do- done differently. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Everyone knows L.A. can handle two franchises and maybe even a few more. Or California can handle maybe like three to five, Mm -hmm. you know, franchises. But it just has to be the right way. Mm -hmm. And, hey, everyone makes mistakes and you just learn from them. And Mm -hmm. I think the league is learning from them. Obviously, with what LAFC is doing, the way they're doing it, they seem to be taking – What happened in the past seriously, Mm -hmm. and doing things differently. Okay,
1: so we'll we'll get to LFC in a little bit. Before we do that, let's talk about uh, you know the last few years. So Mm -hmm. you've been playing abroad, right? Mm -hmm. Finland and Sweden. Yeah. so You're in each or what? How did that go?
0: Yeah. So um, right before, right after I left Seattle, I got picked up in the I what's it's not the supplemental draft. I think the I forgot what draft it was. Okay. Um, by New England, they offered me a contract. It was going to run for I think it was. Between two to five years, I don't remember the exact amount of years, mm-hmm. um, but between two and five years, uh, and I just didn't feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt like my goal was to always be a, you know, reach the highest level possible and play in Europe. Okay. And I felt like me signing that contract, my contract would have been over with when I was like twenty eight, twenty nine. Okay. That's a so bit you weren't it.
1: happy with the length of it? It was just like too long. And you felt it like was you were being locked
0: in. There were there were other things certainly. Okay. But um, primarily, it was the length.
1: So your goal was though to play in Europe. Yeah, that's what that, you wanted. That to was the goal, and okay.
0: I, I think there were a few opportunities. I had the taste, you know, I had a taste of it in Belgium. So mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to get back to, and right. um, you know, I just was was a bit uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. and I and I voiced it, and uh, we just couldn't come to terms. Okay. So I said, you know what, thank you, but no thanks. I need to follow my heart and just do what feels right. Okay, and with no contract yep. um, in hand, no no certainty. I embarked on a journey and, 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 you know, decided, hey, you know what, if this is what I really want in my life, this is what I got to go after. Okay. And uh, I spent the next six months uh, training myself,
1: you know. In, and, in the U.S.? In the U.S.
0: Okay. Um, and then I also went to Brazil for a little bit to train, but it was it taught me a lot, you know, and it, and it forced me to really start thinking about what I wanted to do after my career. Okay. Because, you know, soccer can end at any moment. Sure. I can walk outside and break my leg and, yeah, yeah. and what do I do, you know, so... Um, you know i en- i ended up going to germany and i was going to sign with a bundesliga 3 team okay and uh you know there was a lot of things moving parts that had to happen before they could sign me right. uh the biggest issue was the fact that they have to have five youth german players i think it's under 21 or okay. 23 and at the time, it was either they can sign a few players or just sign me, mm. and that was the determining factor okay. behind it. So I didn't end up doing that uh, signing there, and that I was gutted. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I had this big plan. Yeah, and, I'm so and, close. And, right. You know, you're and, there. And Bundesliga
1: is legit, or it's like it was Bundesliga three. Yeah, but right. even Bundesliga two has huge crowds. Yeah, right? Bundesliga
0: three does as well, and i was okay. shocked. Yeah, and, and it's not, that's
1: not, you know, once you're in the system, it's not, you know, what I mean. You moving yeah. between the leagues, and exactly. there's also promotion, right, Right, Relegation. right. And Do you know that Bundesliga, you know, the top one, has the highest uh, average attendance at games oh, game yeah. in all of the world?
0: Yeah. I can understand <laughs> that because I went to the Bundesliga three club I was at. The stadium was <laughs> was nuts, the yeah. support, and it, it was just the level there is just completely different. Right. You know, even at Bundesliga three, I was shocked by the level. Um, it was that good, uh, but you know, it, it was it was it was devastating to not make the team. Okay. When, especially when I was was kind of looking for apartments already. You know, everyone was yeah, under yeah. the you're impression for, that I was going to sign. Along. Yeah, yeah. It got to a point when okay. I told everyone I was leaving. They didn't yeah. believe me. They were shocked. They were like, okay. what?
1: No. So, um, you were there at, by yourself by the, time, by the, by the yeah, way? Yeah, okay. I was by myself there. Okay. So were you in a relationship at the time? Yeah. yeah. You were. And yeah. so your girlfriend was there with you, though?
0: No, she was in L.A. Oh, wow. No, she so was, so was in long, San
1: Francisco. So a long-distance relationship.
0: Yeah, Japan. so that, right. was, that added to the pressure because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there. I'm telling her everything's going well. I think I'm going to sign. And then, bam. You know, it right. doesn't happen. And this it, is,
1: you know, I don't want to go down the wrong path, but this is the girlfriend that I met, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. It yeah. <laughs> was a different one. <laughs> All right, let's, let's let that one slide. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. She's no, nice yeah. So, she was the one waiting for you. And, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, she was in San Francisco doing her thing. And, uh, you know, I just didn't know what to do from that point. You know, I kind of broke down for a second. It was like, what do I, you know, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. The agent called me, says, hey, there's a team in Finland okay. uh, that's looking for a player in your position. Do you want to go? Mm-hmm. I was like. Finland, yeah. Else, Finland. Like, why? The, what's going on there? There's soccer there, you know. And um, I, my girlfriend convinced me to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, "Babe, you're already there. Just yeah. go for it." You know, it's they're paying for everything. Just show up, see what happens. Worst case scenario, you come yeah. back home anyway. Yeah, if you don't like it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I, flew into Finland. Um, <coughs> coach met me, and it's the best soccer experience of my life, okay. hands down. Um, How I so? got. A, I got an opportunity to play for a coach that understood me, Mm. you know, and and I think I was ready at that point to learn and to really make a, a, you know, steps in the right direction for my career. And uh, I had a great relationship with them. The guys were amazing. I would literally come to training every day and I'd sit down with the coach in his office and we'd talk for literally an hour before every training session about tactics, what he expects from me, what I could do differently. We reviewed game tape. He's asking me how my family is, and it just felt right. Like, right. you know, when you hear Zlatan talk about, you know, his relationship with Mourinho, yeah. it's like that. I see. Right? Like, this guy just understood me, and he brought out the best in me. So that was that was great. And then after that, I was going to sign uh, the following year, uh, but the deal broke down. Didn't end up doing that, and I was bummed about that. But then another opportunity uh, came up in Sweden, and, um, you know, I hopped on that, went there. Didn't work out the way i wanted it to in terms of playing time it was it was really interesting because i came in after preseason. my paperwork took longer than expected got into the team was playing bits and pieces here finally got in a got a run in during the end of the first half of the season started starting games and you know uh just had to leave early had some family issues back home so i had to leave immediately um, and then i came back went back for the second half of the season um, and there was a lot of changes happening you know there was a lot of stuff going on around the club you know players not getting paid on time and just you know
1: this is uh the Swedish uh top second, league. Second, second second league second, yeah okay. so Malmo, uh, cause I know like Malmo FF they're in the top one or yeah yeah okay. they're in
0: the in, uh, Allsvenska. Okay. yeah um so we were in the Superettan, and uh, you know nonetheless it was it was an amazing experience to be honest with you to be a part of a club that uh, won promotion mm-hmm. you know and just having that every week yeah. Uh, you know hey we gotta win
1: they just went watch them. into the second division
0: we won they so this team is actually is pretty crazy okay. like the whole it's kind of like a fairy tale thing so the coach of the team uh, has brought several teams from the second division up to the first division so he comes with his own kind mm-hmm. of aura uh, this club uh, you know has an ambitious owner he took the team from I think the fourth division mm-hmm. and up until this season where they are in the first league okay. um, and at the time they kept they went from fourth to third right. to second spent two years in second and when I was there we won we, uh, wow. we
1: won promotion it's like the uh, Leicester city of uh, Sweden kind yeah. Of, huh? yeah yeah so
0: um it was it was interesting just you know going there every morning and it was yeah. like you know the focus and the concentration the ups and downs of hey we didn't play good this week we yeah. need to turn it around if we're going to actually uh, win promotion and then once you finally win it we uh we finished second place but awesome. it still felt amazing, just celebrating and just having that 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 sort of experience. What's
1: what's the level uh, like over there? The game. Um, you know? Compare like the, the in division. Sweden. Yeah.
0: Actually, in Sweden, I, I
1: just think it's a bit more, a
0: little bit more aggressive, okay. slightly more.
1: Yeah. Um, all, yeah. My reference point is like Zlatan, right? That guy's crazy aggressive, right?
0: Like <laughs> not everyone's like that, but yeah. there's there's more um, people who it's just more like it's 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 like if you think about basketball in the U.S. as opposed to basketball in Europe. You know, there's 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 just more culture, mm-hmm. you know, and there's basketball in the there. U.S.
1: seems to be way more aggressive than the f- kind of the finesse, technical, long, you know, big guys shooting threes right. in the Europe, though. But you're saying, yeah. over there there's a little opposite.
0: No, For there fun? it's it's more aggressive. Okay. In in Europe, it's more aggressive. So okay. here in the U.S., it's a it's an aggressive game. It's mm-hmm. it's very athletic. Over there, it's the same thing, right? Guys are flying into challenges 100 miles an hour. Um, there's guys. When I was in Belgium, there were certain guys on certain contracts where you wouldn't get paid if you didn't play. You know, so trying, that makes training make, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, there's there's definitely uh, a difference in the level of intensity in each yeah. and every game. And I think that uh, actually Christian Pulisic talked about that a little bit. Where at Dortmund he's fighting for his job every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's true in Europe. You you experience that. Right. Um, here, when I came back, it was it's just a little too nice. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is just different culturally, okay. culture wise. Um, but you know. It's going to take a while. We're still in our infancy in terms of soccer in this country, and um, it's moving in the right directions. Okay.
1: So on a personal level, then after all that happened, you came down to LA directly,
0: yeah. Or yeah.
1: Because you said your girlfriend was in SF at the time, right? Yeah. So, so you um, guys are. You guys, how did that happen? When so when we
0: left Seattle. Okay. We had no clue what we were gonna do. Mm-hmm. Did we want to come to LA? She right. was gonna to go to uh, to esthet- esthetician school. Okay. Um, she didn't know if she wanted to go here or in San Francisco. Obviously, we figured out that it was probably best for her to do it there because her mom has a house there mm-hmm. and they live there. So, you know, we, we ended up staying there and then we came to LA once I was in uh, Finland when she finished school. Okay. Um, we moved out here and when I came back during the off season, um, I was here. Then, obviously, I went to Sweden for a year, and this is where we're based. And, you know, since then, I've had opportunities with yeah. a few clubs, um, but nothing that uh, that I really wanted, you know. Okay. Um, and, you know, LAFC was a club that I looked at and just thought to myself, like, mm-hmm. this feels right. Okay. You know, we spoke a bit yeah. uh, off camera about this. And, and, you know, I've been doing things in the community with the LAFC uh, leadership program for a few years now mm-hmm. um, and they just announced a partnership with like Breezy mm-hmm. um, which is a youth center and I attended Breezy when I was a kid
1: oh you did yeah wow.
0: so everything just feels right you know what I mean and, and it's 15 minutes away from my house mm-hmm. um, you know I just identify with the club
1: All right so you know? your goal right now is you're, you're basically you're training yeah. right yeah you're getting in shape and you know right. maintaining and, and, and doing everything to to yeah. make the team right yeah that is so your primary goal that's the only goal that's you the only know, goal.
0: for me personally yep. can I go to Europe yeah can okay. I play in other leagues within the U.S.? You know, is another team in the MLS potentially interested in mm-hmm. me? Certainly, there's mm-hmm. a possibility. But for me, LA is everything. LA is where my heart is. LA is where my family is. LA is where I want to leave roots at. You know, I want to leave a legacy here. I right. want to build something here that's meaningful. I want to inspire the the culture here. You know, this is this is this is me, and I, I feel like everything that LA. uh, embodies you know there's there's so many kids especially I grew up like in the Hollywood area around there in Koreatown and as a kid looking uh, at everyone coming in with full of hopes and dreams and everybody you know has a main goal but along the way they experience these bumps and they have to kind of become a chameleon and and change and and figure it out as they go it's kind of symbolic of my career so far okay you know and and I feel like now I'm ready to tie everything in and leave everything here in LA so
1: okay so what are what are what are some of these uh proactive steps I know you come here you play pickup you yeah. know battling against me is obviously getting you ready for professional <laughs> you know getting my you know LAFC contract you know <laughs> and I'm doing my part to help you out <laughs> that's love I appreciate yeah, yeah. that yeah but uh you know seriously uh you know what what other than the training and mm-hmm. taking care of the soccer side which you have enough experience to do right you yeah. push yourself and I'm sure you got you know I've seen your Instagram and you're training with pros. You got yeah. other guys helping you out. Edson Butt and all that. Yeah. Other than the soccer side, the training mm-hmm. side, what are you doing proactively? What can? What are you doing, and what can you be doing to 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 get LaFC no, you know, on the radar, and get that you know. That's a great question. Yeah.
0: Um, what I decided is, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm connecting back with my old agent who uh, you know was the first agent I worked with amazing guy um, has a lot of connections so I feel like working with him again will be great and and you know I think has a great chance of opening those doors again for Mm me Um, but personally I decided to go on a marketing campaign right and if you look at LeVar Ball and how he created a buzz around his children that's kind of what I thought about doing as okay. well. But you, you're so.
1: like the anti-Levar Ball. Like you're complete, you're like soft-spoken. Yeah, you, you know, know? <laughs> so it's
0: it's challenging because I'm I'm one like, if you meet me in the street, you would never know that I play professionally. I don't tell anyone. You know you what? Know? If
1: you were like, because how tall are you? Like 5'11"? Yeah. yeah. If you were like, you know, six inches taller, people Mm -hmm. may mistake, I just realized it, but people may mistake you for Vince Carter. Really?
0: Have you ever gotten that? No, never. Your profile
1: is like Vince Carter. (laughs) I'll take that though.
0: Hey, I'll take that. Um, So yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like sure, that's, you know, and we can go really deep here. I mm-hmm. think that uh, as, as a, you know, naturally I'm kind of introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want something in life, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, and, and I truly believe that as long as you are taking proactive steps to accomplish your goals, you'll be fine. And people will come out of the woodworks to help mm-hmm. you. And that's been my experience so far until up until this point in my career. Right. You know, so. I'm going to do a bunch of crazy things. You know, I see that LAFC is having stadium tours. I plan on going out there, mm-hmm. checking it out. Um, whenever Bob Bradley is going to show up somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm going to crash the event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go give him my resume. All right. Introduce you know, yourself. Introduce myself. Arena, um, we've, we've 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 come across each other several okay. times down at the Home Depot Center or the StubHub Center. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just really putting it out there and putting myself on the line. And it's scary, to be honest with you, yeah. because... You know, most people tell you not to tell, uh, most people would advise you yeah. to not. Don't put it out there. Don't put it out there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm putting it out there. Yeah. You know, because I think that at the end of the day, it's a great story, you know, and, and I think that whatever happens, mm-hmm. people are going to learn from it. Right. You know, and it's, it's not just about me. Yeah. Right. So like, yes, do I want to start playing in L.A. again? Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. This is home. But my biggest thing is to impact the soccer culture here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. Right, so it's it's more than soccer. Yeah. You know, soccer is just a vehicle in which I feel like um, I'm able to create this platform in which I can spread a positive message okay. to the community.
1: Well, let me ask you this then: Why LAFC exclusively? Mm-hmm. You're in LA. Mm-hmm. You have played with LA Galaxy. Yeah. Why aren't you saying like, hey, I'm gonna make the L- one of the LA teams? Why yeah. is that not the? the because the story? I think if
0: you go about it like that, yeah. Then you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like. If you're going to war you mm-hmm. burn the you burn the boat on the way back mm-hmm. it either works or it doesn't i've had the privilege to play for la galaxy and they're an amazing organization i loved honestly even with how <laughs> everything ended yeah. i love that club you know that that club will always have a special place in my heart okay. but i've been there and i've done that and um i want something new and i think lafc is symbolic of the new chapter in my life Got it. you know what i mean and, it, and i think it's just a good fit you know, am I saying that, hey, maybe when I'm, you know, however old, is, is that not a possibility? Who knows? You know, but yeah. I'm focusing solely on LAFC because that's yeah. what I want. That's what my heart's telling me. And I yeah. found that whenever I follow my heart, things happen, you know. So that's that's just, there's that's the reasoning behind it, yeah. you know. Um, and plus, there's a lot of guys at LA uh, with the Galaxy that are still there. And I, I think that um, it's just good to have a change of scenery you know, and, and just reinvent yourself. So yeah. got
1: it. All right. So, uh, talking about following your heart, tell us about your uh, personal life. What's going on with your girlfriend? You're here in LA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, I wanted to ask you because, uh, one of your posts, you were talking about how, like, uh, the emojis, right? You got to get that. Uh, yeah. The, what's up the with upda- that one? Updating the emoji, right? They're they right, putting out
0: guys... iPhone tens, and it's like, <laughs> what about interracial, you know, relationships? Right. Like, you know, right?
1: So your girlfriend looks like she made you may have met her in Sweden, right? Yeah, <laughs> which right. you didn't though. Bombshell. Right? No, yeah. no,
0: no. I, you would never believe it. We met at a club. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be in the club. I was too young, but I got in. Um, I'm not going to put my boy on blast who got me in, uh-huh. but uh-huh. appreciate that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's amazing. Um, got really lucky. She's one of those people who, if I introduce you, actually, what did you think about her? What, what was your experience with I her? Briefly I
1: briefly met her, right? Okay. I felt like she was um, supportive, mm-hmm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. because, like, not, you know, depend, it doesn't even matter if you're a pro or just having fun. Not every girlfriend is going to follow and, right. and hang out and right. just kind of support and watch, right? So, you know, sometimes they yeah. do, sometimes they don't. Some do, some don't, right? So, yeah that she struck me as being, like, supportive, uh, you know?
0: Yeah, and and that's my yeah. biggest thing. It's, like, everyone I introduce her to, um, they've never had one bad thing to say about yeah. her. She just has this very light, warm, positive... Yeah, she has good aura. Her. Exactly. Yeah. And Jamaicans are all about vibes. Mm. You know, if somebody gives you a good vibe, then, you know, and everyone that's met her, she's, you know, they've loved her. Mm. So um, I think you need to make sure that you surround yourself with people like that and we just clicked. You know, we clicked, we didn't date for two years uh, after we met. But once I came back, it was like, you know, that was it. Five and a half years later, you know? So
1: it's wow, a long time.
0: It's been crazy. Don't ask me about marriage.
1: Okay. Because no, she's watching, uh-huh. and, you know, <laughs>
0: this going to put me on the spot. Although okay. I just put myself
1: on the spot. But then you were under age. So you're she, she, I don't think she was underage when she went. So she's a little bit older than yeah, you. Yeah. Right? She's a little
0: bit older than me. Okay. I'm a uh, cougar hunter. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill me for that, <laughs> but whatever. Um, No, I, uh, yeah, she's a bit older than me. Um, but you know, mentally we're, we're in the same. Uh, same place, space, and uh, she really, truly makes me better. Everything is mm-hmm. uh, much better when she's around. You know, so even if she's sitting right. here and I'm doing this podcast, right. it would be better if she was here.
1: Right. You know, so got to yeah. invite her next time, though, huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. She'd what's have that? a lot of
0: good things to say about me. About
1: what's the what's the uh, LA lifestyle for you guys? Then, you know, like we're kind of boring. Yeah.
0: To be honest with you, we're trying to spruce it up because mm-hmm. I think when you get into a relationship and you're there for a long, you you know, you're in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. you get comfortable. You know, when we first started day, we were going out, we were eating out every day, doing this, this and that. And, um, you know, she's doing extremely well. She has her own business. Um, she's a freelance makeup artist and esthetician. She just opened her own, her new studio, um, which is fantastic. Um, but she's, we're both at points where we're actively working hard to accomplish yeah. our goals. And sometimes I've been gone since five in the morning right. and I won't see her until eight
1: five in the morning doing what?
0: Training, <laughs> okay. yeah, training. You see me? Check my Instagram. Okay. Make, right. sure, make well, sure you guys follow. We're gonna stick to that story. Right? All right. Um, yeah. Well, okay. But yeah, she's uh, she's working. I'm working, and it gets to a point where you're like, yeah. just uh, just supporting each other. Right. You know, when I get home, I walk the boys, yeah. and I make sure there's dinner. Right. Vice versa. The boys being dogs. Yeah. Right? Two dogs. Two dogs okay. Yeah. Yeah. You Spart- kind of
1: like a. Uh, contemporary LA couple. Yeah, you know She's got yeah. nothing going on in the business. Right, you're right. a pro, you're training. Mm-hmm. You're also doing other opportunities. You got modeling yeah, going exactly. on, commercials, right?
0: Right. Right. So it's like just supporting each other. And, mm-hmm. um, we, we actually did something recently, which is, uh, probably the best thing I'd recommend to anybody that's has a relationship. Yep. Um, we designated Friday as date night. Okay. Right. And nothing comes above that, you know, at five o'clock when she gets home or whenever we get home from work, we turn our phones off, we go out, we do whatever. Uh, we just got a box, and we're going to write a bunch of ideas, and we just pick one out. And so you've do it.
1: already done that, or are you going We've to start? We've been doing it. Okay. We've been what doing was the it? last Friday day night? What last Friday,
0: we went to uh, John and Vinny's, an Italian spot in L.A. It was, it was amazing. Shout out to John and Vinny's. Um, but it was, it was really good. Um, after that, we came back, and we watched Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah, so... It's, um, we're not like the type that likes going out anymore. Yeah, I don't like I don't like a crazy
1: couple. You're not no, drinking. No. I mean, you got, you're a professional, that, you got yeah. to maintain the body and all that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, wine here and there. Or yeah. Okay. I love wine, okay. but
0: even that, like I've cut back drastically on that. If, if, if I ever drank anything, it was wine, but, um, you know, we're just, we're super chill. You know, I think we're both focused on, um, doing really well in our respective, our respective, uh careers yeah and uh so we we just have to make sure that we tend to our relationship as well you know and not just be partners or roommates i guess right. you can say right so yeah you know i i got lucky i got lucky i don't know how she deals with me i leave my <laughs> socks all over the house and stuff so yeah she's she's great
1: okay so then uh for your, for your future right the mm-hmm. next what three to six months you know what's what's what do you have on your calendar you know
0: mm. everything okay everything i'm a working man yeah. um you know obviously continue training yep um, six months from now, I, we should be playing in our games, you okay. know, and I plan on being in an MLS season with the LAFC, mm-hmm. um, continuing to grow as a person, continuing leaving, uh, something behind. Uh, yeah. I have a podcast yeah. called the pros life, lessons the pros I'm, life podcast,
1: right. We'll put yeah. that on there. Yeah. Pros
0: life lessons I've learned through soccer. That's something I'm really excited about. Um, because, you know, like I said earlier, uh, this downtime has given me a lot of opportunity to really figure out what I wanted to do when it's all said and done right and my biggest thing is about leaving a legacy and making sure that um, I'm making the pathway to become a professional player easy for everyone else mm-hmm. so um, that's something that I've been working on non-stop and it, it engrosses my life like I was mm-hmm. looking at your setup and I was like oh, okay these guys got mm-hmm. this writing it down <laughs> um, but yeah that that's, that's something I've been working on a lot um, you know started modeling mm-hmm did that on the side so this that's that's really fun okay. i'm uh taking it as it comes right. i have no expectations And are they, are they, are
1: they mostly soccer based type of modeling games? a little bit of everything a little bit of everything everyone i get i
0: keep getting called to like these real estate ones that okay. look like a, you know <laughs> I was, yeah it's
1: either a real estate or a, like a soccer guy right yeah because i've seen like a couple of the ones where you're doing soccer ads right
0: yeah yeah so um throw some
1: my way if there's anyone where they need a brother and an asian guy you okay. know that okay. with we can player. come
0: as tandem you okay. know like <laughs> you get one like the panda you know like ever yeah. um But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun taking it as it comes. And, and, um, I'm just enjoying the experience. You know, I think with my experience with playing soccer and how everything happens so fast, like I'm coming in here with a fresh set of eyes and just like, Hey, you know what? Just enjoy each and every moment. Even if I don't get a job, I'm just, nonetheless, I'm happy to be there. Everything is new to me and just interesting, you know? So just taking it as it comes. Um, let's see what else? Uh, just building things, you know, again, like. I, I started, I think there was a point when something clicked for me where I said, you know what, I, I want to, it's not just about me anymore, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's about leaving something meaningful behind, you know, and I think in the old days people left books. You right. know, and some people do movies, and yeah. I do. I am working on a book as yeah. well. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I love
1: books like uh, Yeah, The Beckham Experiment, I Am mm-hmm. Zlatan, all sports like Yeah, you know, autobiographies, bibliographies. right? Awesome. And
0: and for me, it's
1: it's I'm doing something so like a legacy, things. basically. Yeah, right? it,
0: just leaving your legacy. I'm worried about not worried. I'm I'm actively, uh, I guess you can say uh, concerned, or mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just oh, you're focused thinking on about my, it, right? Yeah, I'm just yeah. focused on my legacy and making sure that um, I feel fulfilled. You know, that's the biggest thing, and you know, I don't have to have the biggest house or the car, but I do have, I do want those things, sure. right? Um, but I want to be impactful in other people's lives. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. As part of life and, you know, all the, the unpredictability that we talked about, you know, I got, we got this thing here today, right? This, I don't know. Yeah, if you I was wondering what that was. It's called like bamboozled. What I mean jelly like it's bellies, called, huh? Yeah, Being boozled. All right. So basically what it is, is like you have these jelly beans and gotcha. they're either, they're either one of two flavors. They're either good or horrendous. Okay? Oh. Okay. So okay. basically, I'll go first. So I'm just gonna do this and then see what it is. Don't be green. So it lands on this one, and the flavor is it's so it's a strawberry one. So it's either a strawberry banana smoothie or it's a dead fish. Ooh. All right, so I'm gonna go I'm first. I'm allergic to seafood, by the way. Okay, disclaimer. So I don't
0: think it's real. Oh, wait, what was I supposed to eat that?
1: No, I'm going to, and then you do oh, okay. it. Okay, okay. Let you know. So it's this one. I'm gonna say
0: dead fish. Yeah,
1: so it's either a strawberry banana smoothie or a dead fish. So wait, can, one the can other.
0: you eat a fish without it being being dead anyway? You could. Huh. That's interesting
1: so how is it it's good it's i good. got the strawberry banana smoothie so i like that, that, that we can,
0: i like that we can hear you too yeah yeah that's great that's fantastic good. green 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 i'm gonna get green Ooh, that was close green all
1: right <laughs> so that one okay go for it make sure you get the right color okay it? so it's basically a juicy pear or it's a booger so that's the one
0: uh oh a booger or a juicy pear where's the juicy pear
1: it's that one. So what I'm saying is, is oh, okay. it could be either flavor. You don't know. Oh, Okay, know. got you, got you. And so it's, it's this one. one. So it's this green one, and it's either a juicy pear or it's a booger. That's a booger. That's a booger.
0: That's a booger. Hor- horrible. That was
1: terrible. <laughs> Who made these? Bean boozled. You know what I mean? You can do. You can know, add this to your uh, Friday night that is activities terrible. with your girl, right? <laughs> that is awful. Yeah. You know, you got to roll with the punches sometimes, right? Who That's made life. these jelly bellies? They're Yeah, jelly bellies. Fire exactly. whoever did this. Yeah. <laughs> I need thank them. you so much for joining us yeah right? thanks for having me on yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we look hold forward, on. Yeah. we look forward to seeing you right yeah definitely I'm going on gonna be the, uh, the big stage you know yeah. obviously you come out here to the base mm-hmm. LA to get your training and practice and have fun with the community but yeah we look forward to, you know, we're rooting you, we're supporting you. I appreciate look that. look forward to seeing you on the, uh, the, the the big stage out there, the Bank of California Stadium.
0: Yes, sir. The new stadium. We,
1: you know, Urban Pitch, we have four tickets, season tickets. We're going to be right okay. there. Yeah, we're I was going to just offer you guys right tickets. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, since, okay. I, since I'm since i on the show, you guys yep. are so kind to of bring me here. I want to do a giveaway.
1: Oh, let's all do right? that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so this is what we're doing. Uh, all you have to do is follow my personal page, at Tristan Bowen, on Instagram, and okay. follow my podcast page, at a pros life podcast. Okay, and we'll and, have that
1: on there so people right. can see it. Okay,
0: and uh, I'll post a video mm-hmm. or a photo that we take after the session here. And um, all you got to do is let me know that you've actually followed it. Send those screenshots, and then you're entered into your chance to win. Awesome. Or better yet, just leave a comment or like the photo. Awesome, and awesome. I'm just going to choose it at random. Okay, I'm going to give away some uh, signed cleats. There you go. Some signed cleats
1: from Tristan Bowen. Game-worn cleats. Yeah, game-worn cleats. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. The Urban Pitch Podcast, a beautiful game of life.